Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to Disney Insights. Well, I was asked recently by a listener which resort hotels they should stay at when visiting the Disney parks in Asia. Oh, this is a great question, as huge new attractions and lands are opening in all three parks in the days and months to come. If you've never been before, or if you're thinking of doing it again, this is the time to start planning, especially in the wake of these offerings opening up. We'll visit Shanghai Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disney Resort, and Tokyo Disney Resort. We'll talk about what's happening and what's coming to these parks, and then we'll explore the best places to stay. It's important. You have a great strategy for this. Even if visiting these places are just a bucket list idea, this is your opportunity to dream about the possibilities of visiting. Join us for the best resort hotel opportunities in Disney's Asian parks. Make sure you also go out and check DisneyInsights.com. We've got a lot of visuals, a lot of um, uh, hotels that we feature, along with attractions coming to those parks, and you're going to want to check that out. Make sure if you get a chance to give this podcast a rating, review, or referral to others if if you could. That would be so helpful. Also, check out um, our Facebook page, Disney Insights, and our YouTube page of the same name. Make sure you subscribe to all of them so you're notified of upcoming podcasts when they occur. Lots going on um, throughout all of the Walt uh, Disney theme parks around the world. Yesterday it was announced or seemingly announced that that the Pandora project for Disneyland is going to be built in Disney California Adventure. Not sure how that's all tied together. I don't think it's going to have quite the same look and feel. My thinking is it'll probably take over some portion of the Hollywood area as there are very limited spaces. Unless they're very serious about building a bridge over across the street and 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 adding to the park over across uh, Disney Way where the hotels are, but I rather think that's not happening here. Still, um, uh, some exciting things are going on, and especially uh, a lot of really great things are happening. If you think Imagineers aren't doing anything these days, yeah, they are. They're just not on this side of the world doing them. I'm, I'm glad for the things we've got and that we've got coming changes to Epcot, whatnot, but th it is nothing compared to some of the very cool things coming. I think um, if you have seen any images of Zootopia, which is coming to Shanghai Disney Resort. Now we're going to have a replacement film for um, It's Tough to Be a Bug at Disney's Animal Kingdom, but uh, that is no substitute for what seems to be coming here in Zootopia. This is an impressive looking land or district. I think it's kind of tending to be part of the larger Fantasyland area, but it is totally a, a, a space in and of itself. It looks like Zootopia. It's very cool in its design. It's going to have a great attraction, which um, yeah, I, I, I could see 
I, I'm not sure that I'm, I was ever big on a big Zootopia land at Disney's Animal Kingdom. But I could see this kind of thing happening at Disney's Hollywood Studios if it came through. But at any rate, if you're looking to stay at Shanghai, then your choices... And, and let me back up a little bit. Um, hotels in Asia are by and large far beyond the kinds of hotel experiences you have in the United States. So you could be staying at a courtyard um, by Marriott in Shanghai and find that it is closer to a JW Marriott in terms of quality and experience. They're often much better hotels. The challenge in Shanghai is that Currently, there are not a lot of third-party hotels or other hotels right in the heart of Shanghai Disney. And I don't know how you're going to do Shanghai Disney in less than two days. So you really need to stake it out. There are two choices. They are looking to add a third hotel, but that's not anytime soon. But there is there are two choices. The first is kind of kind of somewhere, it's more moderate hotel than it is value hotel. But it is the Toy Story Hotel. I would say of all the hotels we're going to be talking about today, this one is probably the most disappointing. Largely because there's not a lot of outdoor recreational area, i.e. I want a pool when I go to a resort experience. And I just felt like, and the uh, while there were some little park-like areas outside, it, it, it's just with the heat and humidity, it just wasn't conducive to doing much of anything. It just was not. The interior rooms are a little better, but um, are kind of cute. But I found the dining area to be lacking. I found the whole entry area lacking, the, the store, everything about it being a miss. Now, that said and done, if I were to go anywhere and stay anywhere again, it would be the Shanghai Disney Hotel. The Dis Shanghai Disneyland Hotel is stunningly beautiful with a very rich um, art deco kind of style that would be reminiscent of uh, places you would have seen in Shanghai at the turn of the last century. It is, uh, it is really a beautiful, big open spaces, a big uh, statue of Mickey uh, being an, uh, leading a little orchestra in the... Um, in the atrium, stained glass, uh, chandeliers, um, pillars. It is just, and the rooms are beautiful. The rooms are well done. And my experience was, I thought that it was a fairly moderate price. I say that because it seemed to me I paid somewhere around the $300, $350 range for what is truly a deluxe hotel. And mind you, they're also really great dining options. By the way, I could spend the, I could spend uh, an entire podcast dealing with any of these hotels, but uh, I really love the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel. It is across the water uh, from the park, um, so you can walk it. But there are also boats, kind of like the friendship boats in Epcot, that take you across, and uh, and there were buses that also took you across. Um, and I, so that you have options for how to get there um, as you visit the parks. So I would recommend, if you're going to stay in Shanghai, 
drop the money on this one and stay at the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel. I think it's really worth um, doing to make your stay in the anywhere else outside of Shanghai. You're going to be taking taxis and uh, I just it's not very enjoyable. And so you could learn to take their uh, subway system, which does uh, drop you off right at the gates, but you got to get really good at that. So I just would recommend the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel as being the choice when staying at that resort. At Hong Kong Disney Resort, they are opening up in just days from now, the world of Frozen, which makes what you see at Epcot <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, it is a stunningly beautiful place. It too is kind of an appendage to their fantasy land. Their fantasy land being the most disappointing fantasy land ever created is so small. Um, but this really takes it to a whole nother level. This is a, an entire village with water in the center of it. It feels, um, with the mountains in the background, you do kind of get a sense that you are going to to somewhere in Scandinavia. You see uh, the palace of um, uh, the snow palace, ice palace, I can't remember what Elsa calls her palace, but anyway, you see it from a distance. It is the entrance to what is a similar comparable somewhat style attraction. I haven't seen it completely run, out, run through, but it looks like it pretty well is comparable to Frozen Ever After at Epcot. Uh, they also have a roller coaster that um, kind of goes through a mountain. And um, from the exterior, it's well-themed. I don't sense it's 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 not like the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I mean, it is in, in maybe length, but it is not in terms of having kind of a, a show in the middle of it, an experience in the middle of it. Or at least they haven't revealed that. And from the videos I've seen, I don't see any evidence of that. So that's a little disappointing, but but it is a reason why people are wanting to visit because it, if, and if you haven't been to Hong Kong Disney Hotel or Hong Kong Disneyland before and done Mystic Manor and some of these other unique attractions at Hong Kong Disney, you definitely, I love, I love their version and it's smaller, but I kind of like their version and attractions for Marvel their Marvel Avengers campus. I like it more than probably the ones in Paris or uh, Disneyland. I also should mention that um, as COVID set in, they completed what was known as the Castle of Magical Dreams, which took the Sleeping Beauty castle and just gave it extraordinary height and color and made it a tribute to all the princesses with little tributes on each of the domes and so forth um, or, or tower. Um, it, it is very cool. And then they have just recently added what's known as Momentus. It's a nighttime spectacular. It uses fountains. It uses pyro. It, it's just a beautiful uh, show and it's a great place to watch at. And so there are reasons to go to Hong Kong. Of all the three parks we're going to talk about, if you live in the United States, this one's going to probably take you the longest to get to. And by, I mean, a lot longer to get to. 
So it's a little disappointing. Hong Kong has hotels throughout. There is one at the airport that I've stayed in a time or two that isn't far. If you really were only going to do a day or less, you might consider the Marriott Hotel at the uh, Hong Kong Airport, International Airport. And, um, and it doesn't take long. It takes about 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, about 15 minutes for a taxi to get to Hong Kong Disney. But if you're going to do it right, and, and I think you should. In fact, if I were to start Asia, I'd probably come here first. Because what I would do is I would stay in one of their three hotels on property. And then I would take the time and I would stay three nights in that hotel. And I would use it. You don't, you don't need much more than a day at Hong Kong Disney. You are going to want to check out Hong Kong. Um, and, and there are trains that take you right into Hong Kong. And that's very cool. And in fact, there's a Mickey Mouse themed train that kind of connects you to their main train system. And so I would stay at least three nights in one of the Hong Kong Disney hotels and use that as a time to really readjust yourself to the time frame of being out there on the other side of the world because you're really flipping uh, 12 hours in a different direction. There are three hotels that um, any one of them would be very good, but one is better or greater than the other. Let me first talk about the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel. This appointment looks a lot like um, it is the younger sister to Disney's Grand Floridian. It is not as sprawling and it is not as big in terms of atrium and all that, but it is well appointed and it is beautiful. The convention conference area is amazingly beautiful. I think they do a ton of weddings in that area. It is a beautiful facility. So you you can't go wrong with this. Um, I have stayed at Disney's Hollywood Hotel, which has a very Art Deco theme, and it is the most uh, inexpensive of the three. The room was nice. Um, it was okay in size, but it was it was a nice room and um, a decent restaurant, decent guest areas, beautiful gardens outside and a beautiful pool outside. You, you can't go wrong with Disney's Hollywood Hotel for the price. I'd probably take it over the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel because um, I just don't think, I, don't, I think there are greater deluxe hotels that you should stay at where you're going to get the bang for your money. So I'd rather stay here than there. By the way, all three of these hotels have a bus service right to the front of uh, Hong Kong Disneyland Park. Yes, you could take a walk, but um, 360 days of the year, it is stunningly humid and hot and miserable, and it is a long walk no matter which hotel you leave from. And I would not recommend it. It's just, it's just stifling. Um, what I do recommend of the three hotels, and this is definitely where I would put your, put your energy in staying, is Disney's Explore, Explorers Hotel. It is so beautiful. It is, it is a fun, it is a more fanciful, more, um, tropical, more, um, adventurous 
like appointment than Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, although with a bridge crossing through it and the glass looking out, it, it is reminiscent. You're not going to see animals outside, but you are going to see the South China Sea. And that is, and, and the whole appointment of the surroundings areas and the pools and the gardens and everything they have, it makes you feel like you are in um, Southeast Asia. And I, I think that's why you need to stay here. It just gives you a real sense and feel of the place. By the way, you can walk along the waters. I wouldn't go swimming in it, but you can walk along the waters um, of the ocean there. And, and at night, you well, even daytime, you can see it, but nighttime, you can see the, um, you can see downtown Hong Kong Disney uh, kind of from an angle. You would, this is absolutely the hotel I would recommend. If you couldn't get in, I'd just say go with Hollywood. But I would definitely do everything you can to stay here and stay three nights, get that rest, go spend a day seeing all the uh, great things there are in in uh, Hong Kong, and then um, spend some time at the parks. In fact, uh, really maybe spending uh, a morning in the park or an evening in the park to go see Momentas after you've done a day in Hong Kong is a, is a real nice mix. Take some time out the pool to, to get some rest. You really want to catch your energies. That's why I really suggest this is probably the first place uh, to visit if you're going to do um, Asia, all three parks in Asia. Now, Tokyo Disney Resort. I cannot spend enough energy or time talking about how amazing this, this crazy theme, this is the ultimate Disney set of theme parks. Tokyo Disneyland takes the best of Disneyland, the best of Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, and they mesh them together, and then they improve on it. It is everything that's stunning about a Disneyland theme park. But Tokyo Disney Sea is no no less. In fact, most will say this is the best theme park of all of them for its design. In fact, there is so much to see at Tokyo Disney uh, Sea that it, 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 it just boggles my mind that they have gone on to do a major expansion of Tokyo Disney Sea with what's going to be called um, Fantasy Springs. And these Fantasy Springs is not just one land, it's really three districts creating this total land. Um, one set aside to Frozen with many of the same elements that you see coming to Hong Kong. Uh, one set to Rapunzel or to Tangled with the infamous tower, not a little tiny one you see out in the corner, but a big, big tower and a whole and an attraction in and of itself, and then Peter Pan, which has the Captain Hook's pirate ship, Skull Rock, and not one but two attractions in it. So there are four attractions plus restaurants and shops, all being combined into this um, new land that already is part that is part of a park that is already filled with more stuff than you can imagine. If you have never done Tokyo Disney Sea, 
I do not believe you can do it now in less than three days. There is so much to do. And you're going to go on some things and you're going to say, I have to do that again. I may never get another chance. I have to. This is, this is, is for instance, their Soren is amazing and above and beyond in its queue and so forth. You'll definitely want to check that out. But when you get to something like, um, um, uh, Sinbad's Storybook Voyage or um, Their Tower of Terror or the um, Journey Under the Center of the Earth, you're going to look at that and say, I got to do this again. And I don't even know what these new attractions in Fantasy Springs are going to be like. So you, you've got to you've got to do at least three days. In my view, you can't do Tokyo Disneyland in less than two because there's so many things to do and it's so well done. You may not want to repeat everything in Tokyo Disneyland, but you definitely want to check out every, check off every box. And some things like Winnie the Pooh or Monsters Incorporated, you may want to do more than once. So, mm, well, what you're going to want to do more than once, I forgot to mention this as we kind of went through the COVID period, Tokyo Disney came out with a Fantasyland expansion that, well, if you're familiar with the Beauty and the Beast expansion toward um, the back of Fantasyland or the Fantasyland Force in the Magic Kingdom, we'll put this one on steroids because this isn't some castle on the hill. This is another castle. They've built another castle to go with already Cinderella Castle and, and all the elements plus... A, a major show and a, an attraction that is unlike any other. Their Beauty and the Beast attraction, if you've not seen on YouTube, that alone will make you decide that you have to go to Tokyo. It is so stunningly impressive. Um, it is. It works on um, uh, very similar to like a Ratatouille or a Mickey's. Uh, um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but it trust me, it is it is something in and of itself. They this is what you do. This is what you can do when you take out the speedway and put in something really amazing. And they have put in something really amazing. So, so you're going to Tokyo. You got to be going to Tokyo. You got to be crazy. If if I had only one of these three places to go, I'd be going to Tokyo without even thinking about it without even judging it. The question is now, where do you stay? Not whether you go, the question is, where do you stay? The great news with Tokyo Disney is that there is, within its bubble, for lack of a better term, some really great choices that you have. Um, I'm going to talk about first the Tokyo Disney Resort official resort hotels. And there are several, but there are only two that I think bear mentioning. If you need something that kind of grounds you and, and doesn't overwhelm you with all of the sensory experiences of being in Asia, then I just recommend the Hilton at Tokyo Bay. It is like a Hilton hotel, but again, Hiltons and Sheratons and the like, they are all at a far greater level. I don't care for some of the rooms. I'm hoping by now they've kind of redone some of the rooms. They were kind of very... Um, anime style. It, 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 I didn't care for that. Um, and honestly, given access, well, both of these hotels we're mentioning have access to the monorail. 
but the one at the Sheraton Grand is a little closer. I even hesitate to tell you about the Sheraton Grand Hotel because I don't want I don't want availability to go away. But if you're going to stay at a non one of the non Tokyo Disney hotels and you need to stay within a price range, both the Hilton and Sheraton Grand are reasonable in price. I didn't put a picture of that hotel on DisneyInsights.com. I put a picture of the view from Sheraton Grand Hotel, looking out at Cinderella Castle and then beyond at Tokyo. So stunning, so impressive. They got a great club level suite, um, which you could take advantage of if you are club, if you um, are titanium or higher status in in the Marriott area. Remember, Sheraton's part of Marriott. And so I take advantage of my Marriott points and my Marriott status by getting, by staying at those hotels. And yes, they are close to the monorail, which does a loop to Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea, and to what is kind of their third-party downtown Disney Disney Springs. A little disappointing on that, but um. But at the same time, if you want to stay even more intimately with the magic in rooms that really look like they were built by Disney, there are several choices. The first one I want to talk about, not that I recommend it, but you're probably going to look at it and say, oh, this looks good. And it does look good. You look at the rooms. The rooms are far more stunning than anything you see in our major deluxe hotels uh, here at Walt Disney World. They have these murals that are just drop-dead gorgeous. There's one set. Well, actually, Tokyo Disney Celebration Hotel is kind of two hotels. One has kind of a Tokyo Disneyland theme. The other has more of a Tokyo Disney Sea theme. Or, in other words, one's more fantasy. One is more adventure and theme. Either side is great. But the problem with this hotel is that you, you have to take a bus or something to get over to uh, the hotel or to the parks. Um, it's not all, It's the one thing that's not on the monorail line. It makes it affordable. And it's not a long trip, probably 15 to 20 minutes. But it, you know, it kind of lacks in that regard. When you see all the other things that are right there on the monorail line, you see how intimate everything else is, it's really hard to say yes to this. Maybe if I were staying longer, I don't know, but or, or spending more time in Tokyo, I don't know. But at any rate, the train is also to Tokyo, is also at Tokyo Disneyland. So you'd have to take a bus there too. So it's beautiful. I want to tell you about it. It's the most affordable of all the Tokyo Disney Resort hotels. And yet, oh, there's some other choices. Recently, they opened up a Toy Story hotel. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, I've already mentioned how unimpressed I am with the Toy Story hotel in Shanghai. Trust me, they have taken this to a whole new level. It still doesn't have a pool. And actually, it's a remodel of a Japanese-style hotel. That probably tells you that the rooms are a little more intimate than usual, but what they have done nearly a gut job of the of the frame, and what they have is pretty pretty impressive. Um, it really does 
if nothing else, it kind of looks cute to go visit and maybe have breakfast over there. But that is kind of sandwiched in between the Hilton and the Sheraton Grand Hotel and right right there with the monorail station. So it's not a bad choice. If you love Toy Story, this is your good choice and it's far more affordable. I think I saw prices. I mean, the prices can go into hundreds of dollars, but I think I saw a price that was actually around um, 250 a night, um, which is pretty good. Another more moderately priced choice is the Disney Ambassador Hotel which follows the same Art Deco themes that the Hollywood Hotel follows in Hong Kong. So you get these different kind of continuing themes. Um, but this one's done at a much better level. And it's going to, for that reason, it's going to be a little bit more expensive than what you paid in Hong Kong. Probably in the high 300s is what you're going to pay to stay in this hotel, but it is beautiful. I showed a picture of the pool area, which is just, it's just lavish. It is just, and it is on the monorail line. It's actually next to their Tokyo Disney, you can walk, or Tokyo Disney Springs, which has some shops and things. I wouldn't spend much time there, but, but it is adjacent to that, and it is on the monorail line. I should mention all of these, including the one that you had to get on the bus, Tokyo Disney Celebration Hotel, all of these get you into the parks early. Now, when I say early, early actually means 15 minutes early. It used to be 30. I think they've moved it to 15. 15 doesn't sound like much, but um, the way they have, um, but when you're talking about getting on some things like Beauty and the Beast, or getting into Disney Fantasy Spring, things of this nature, that really pays off for you. And so, yeah, that's a reason why you might stay in one of these more moderately priced hotels because it gets you into something uh, much earlier. Well, earlier, not much, but earlier uh, before park opening. So consider those three options, the Toy Story, the Ambassador, and the Celebration Hotel, if you want to do that. The Sheraton and the Hilton does not get you in 15 minutes early. You will be waiting outside with the masses. And by the way, when I say outside with the masses, you can get there early by over an hour, hour and a half. But the fact of the matter is, is you will still be... Um, you'll still be um, waiting like 10, 15, 10, 15 minutes to get in because the line is so long in the front of the park. Now we finally get into Tokyo Disney's three premier hotels. And I should say on the outset, I've not stayed in any of them. I have toured two of them. They are, they put all, all other Disney hotels to shame, not to say that there isn't something impressive about the Grand Floridian or about a Wilderness Lodge. I mean, there's only one Wilderness Lodge and it is impressive. An Animal Kingdom Lodge with its animals outside, it is impressive. But as a hotel, hotel, Tokyo Disneyland Hotel follows that Victorian theme, although it doesn't do the white with the red roof. It does more of a um, cream with blue, um, roof style in it. 
It is, but it puts all other major hotels to shame. It is so luxurious. It captures themes of Alice in Wonderland and Mary Poppins, and it is just a beautiful hotel. It is just beautiful. It sits at the front of Tokyo Disneyland, but therein lies the problem here. It's still a little bit of a walk between the front entrance of one to the front entrance to the other. You go underneath the monorail line to get to it. The monorail line doesn't line right up to the hotel where you're under a roof going into the hotel. It's still a good distance away. If there's rain and everything, it's kind of a pain to get right there. It doesn't hug, in other words, their Magic Kingdom or their Tokyo Disneyland. But it is a beautiful hotel. And if you are looking for something for your princess, this just might be the place to stay. My bucket list hotel that I have wanted to stay in, and have even if it's only one night, that hotel has got to be the Tokyo Disney Sea Miracosta Hotel. That hotel does hug Tokyo Disney Sea. I mean, it, it, it not only hugs, it sits on top of it nearly. It is part, you go underneath the hotel as you enter into the park, it separates the exterior um, entrance area to the actual theme. It has the themes of Venice and Italy and you come into, when you enter the park, you come to this Mediterranean bay with old boats sitting on the shore and docks. And, and the hotel just has this, um, well, actually it uses Trump Loy and in, in, in some aspects of it, but it has this, it just lines up along the whole side of this. And even more impressive, and again, I have, picture of that but I also have a picture when you go if you're going into the park and you veer left you continue on a little way you come to these Venetian canals and therein the hotel kind of sets inward and and has its own kind of little layout in there again it, to stay in here now mind you if you're paying the bottom price you're probably facing outside the park not inside the price park but if you could face inside the park and look down into these spaces, it is it is so so reminiscent. Uh, it is it it does it outdoes Italy. That's what it does. And their restaurants are beautiful appointments. There, you're next to all the shopping and dining. You just have an unbelievable experience ahead of you by staying at the Miracosta Hotel. Definitely, definitely a bucket list item worth having. Uh, again, you're gonna be paying a premium. Um, I can't imagine staying here for less than 450, 500 a night. And it would not surprise me that some nights during holiday periods are easily 2000 or more. That's just, it's just, it's just that good and just that worth it to see uh it's just it's just something otherworldly the only thing that might just possibly surpass it is the new tokyo fantasy springs 
Hotel. It also hugs Tokyo Disney Sea, but it does it from the other side where this new Fantasy Springs is going in. And from all its looks and images, this too looks beyond stunning. It just, it brings in um, that same kind of Art Nouveau, um, I think I said Art Deco look for Shanghai Disney. It's more of an Art Nouveau look, but much lighter colors and beautiful gardens. And my guess is, is while it's also off the monorail station, the same one, by the way, that Sheraton and Hilton and the Toy Story Hotel hugs, my guess is that this um, hotel will probably allow its guests 15 minutes early entry into Disney Fantasy Springs, and that would be huge to be able to get in there early. So, yeah, no, I really got to tell you, if you if money is not the object, you got to figure out how to save it. Now, I highly recommend working with David Zanola. Um, he is going to be able to manage some details that are very difficult to manage. And let me tell you, Tokyo does not make it easy for you to book their own hotels. That's probably another reason why I've often stayed at the Hilton or the Sheraton is it's just a lot easier to book those hotels than it is the Tokyo Disney Resort Hotel. Um, you got to do a lot of navigating. If you are doing Asia, you need to be doing it with David. In fact, he's got a group going, um, I believe this fall. And so if you feel a little, I've never done, you know, something this far away or something like that, you might just want to connect with him because he could offer some some really good advice and even a tour that you could join in on. I also should put the caveat that while I'm not concerned too much about, I mean, yes, locals are gonna to wanna to check out World of Frozen at Hong Kong and Zootopia at Shanghai, but they haven't quite amassed that kind of local following like Tokyo has, which probably is more dedicated to all things uh, Disney than any kind of fan base you can find in California or Florida. And so I have to caveat and say it's probably going to be very crowded in those first few months at uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. And so you're going to have to be patient in that process of visiting um, those parks. But again, all the more reason why you need to plan it carefully and you need to start doing so now um, before you get much further uh, in uh, toward your next big vacation. Well, that wraps that up. I wanna just take a moment to share my appreciation for those who have um, taken the time to order my new book, A Century of Powerful Disney Insights, which celebrates 100 years of Disney. Our first volume came out and it talks about the Walt and Roy Disney years. I had a great experience over the weekend. I gave uh, a book to a good dear friend of mine who is one of um, the uh, best Disney social media people out there and has the best 
uh, sight in my view. And uh, he he casually said to me, in a way, ah, yeah, I guess I have to add this to my my uh, stack of books uh, that I have yet to read at this point, which sounded almost like maybe he wouldn't get to it very soon. By the time I'd gotten home from um, having lunch with him out at Animal Kingdom, uh, by the time I got home, he. He texted me and said, I've already read 35 pages of the book. So I just think, I think you're going to enjoy this book. So check it out. We have a link on the show notes page and at Disney Insights. Please do so. Also know that this post, uh, this uh, podcast um, is all provided by Myself and Performance Journeys, which celebrates its 20th year as a training and development group bringing best in business ideas through books, keynotes, workshops, seminars, and online tools that can really help you take your organization to the next level. So if you want a keynote speaker, let me tell you, I have great stories, but more than just nice stories, I offer proven insights and solutions around how to take that customer service at Disney and make it work, how to create leadership Um, these are things that I deal with every day. And so, and, and, and actually in the trench, I don't just talk about it. I work with people to do it. So if you need that consulting, I've worked for decades across the public, private, nonprofit arenas. If you need support, we offer so many different classroom, online, and other resources. If you really want to kind of know more about my kind of content, take in the higher tiers of our Patreon group because that is going to give you access to some really great interactive tools that showcase some fantastic things we have in terms of creating excellence in your organization. Well, that does it for this Disney Insights Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I really love bringing these ideas to you and I enjoy sharing all things Disney. I hope somehow you get a chance to go to Disney Asia and check out all of that. But in the meantime, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We will see you real soon.